Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, listener. My right back, Neil, was just beside me. My left back, Tom, bringing left up his back. wing. I've never played left I'll back. I'll hold in my down life. the midfield. <laughs> Today's your first. Welcome, everybody. Am I like a third string, fourth string? Am I Connor Bradley? I no, we might like put you in goal. <laughs> I, he's actually the crossbar. He's just the biggest guy. He's too big. He's too long. I'm that like would a make post. the goal. That would make that would make the goal a lot harder to. I'm more like a post. There Pretty much white as white can be, and <laughs> tall and skinny. Tall, skinny, white. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Peace. Lack of lack of movement. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you guys? Are, did you guys find this weekend a little more relaxing, not having to worry about Liverpool and just watching the rest of the football? I did. I even watched the Real Madrid. Um, I did Barcelona too. game. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, what is it? Which called? Copa is it? Copa del Rey. The, yeah. No. Super, super Copa, Copa. Spanish Super, super Copa. Copa. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I ended up watching Barrow at one point. Oh, good man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but they're really uh, Came back, bad 2-2 yeah. draw. Yeah. This is a, that's our other team on this podcast. We have <laughs> Liverpool you. and then Barrow. We, we've all come to support them. We appreciate it, guys. Yeah. We only, well, they only have one supporter as well. They had, we estimate oh, at, dad, at least 1,000 based on their fantasy league. We estimate at least 1,000 Barrow supporters with maybe another 29,000 if you consider the rest of the, the yeah. town. Yeah. Something right? like that. Yeah. yeah. They had 4,000 people show up um, for one of the games recently against Wrexham. Ah, yes. Actually, it was against Stockport County. They were away at Wrexham. Stockport oh, County oh. on top. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, um, yeah, actually, I thought, despite the lack of Liverpool this weekend, there were a lot of good games there that was. we'll be covering. Uh, we'll also cover Liverpool's League Cup match against Fulham. But because we are at literally the middle of January today, we got to talk about the transfer window. Um, not a lot of super exciting stuff other than what we covered last week, which was, um, what's his name, went to Spurs. Um, Verna. Timo Werner, thank you. And uh, had um, I, he had that one skied shot on the shit. game. He wasn't good. He so wasn't he was Timo Werner, basically. <laughs> he was Timo. He looked very much like Timo Werner. I don't know what people were expecting from him. I was expecting he... a bit more, to be honest. But really? um, he also hasn't played a lot of minutes. He's only played something like 17 minutes in the past month or something. So he hasn't was been he playing for injured? Leipzig. Don't know why he wasn't playing for Leipzig, but he, mm. he wasn't. So um, yeah, he looked. He, w- he went 80 minutes, which was more than you thought for somebody yeah. who was that rusty. But not that Tottenham had a lot of choices either. They... You know, they were, they're very short of depth. Yes, they were short of depth to start the season and then got hit with a rash of injuries. So it's not surprising that they are in the position they're in where they have to go probably overspend on a guy like Timo Werner. Mm-hmm. Um, well, their depth is based on that anchor that they were strapped to after, <laughs> like, what, three weeks? Uh, Four weeks? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And Huming Song over in the, uh, which cup is it? The Asian, Asian Cup. Asian Cup. He had a really nasty spill. Um, really yeah yeah he got and there's no card on the play you watch the play and it's like oh the guy got the ball but he barreled through uh son i don't know if son actually got injured it was just one of those things if i'm a tottenham fan which thank god i'm not i would look at that and go oh god here we go again talk about the asian cup the um endo had an assist oh he did yeah Yeah, Japan. Uh, yeah they they won their first uh first match and Salah had a had a late game penalty to uh, an assist as well he had a, a terrible assist uh, I, I don't know what happened I just read it was a terrible assist like he 
stumbled over the ball and accidentally provided I was going to say, how is there a terrible assist? <laughs> it's either a lucky assist or a great assist. Yeah, he just like. like stumbled and knocked it to it. And then he had a penalty, but a penalty at the post. That's two penalties now that it he's went in. Though it was oh. in, in yeah, off the yeah. Post. I was going to say it, it was a it was a heartbreaker, but it did ultimately because he he started charging to get the rebound yeah. on it, and and then it went in. I guess it's a perfect penalty right in the corner. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> as long as it goes in, <laughs> his penalty record not very good. No, nah, he's got the yips or something, man. He was great for years, and then all of a sudden he's been shaky every time he gets up to the line. That's twice now. You said the yips in two weeks. I'd say it a lot. We're talking about sports. Guys get the well, yips. Darwin's got the yips. Yeah, Salah's go. got the pen yips. If we have two players that have the yips on our team, that's it not always good. Could be could be trouble. I thought for a second he was talking about another word. Sounds similar in, in the context of uh, Tottenham. Never mind. Oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, but back to transfer season. Um, Fofana has gone to Burnley from Chelsea. One of five transfers, outgoing transfers. Why is Chelsea, Chelsea getting rid of so many players, you think? Almost <laughs> almost $40 million in wages. Shock. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they've wow, made five transfers. Uh, out of their club? Yes. Fofana mm-hmm. being the most recent. Um, Matson was another big one for them. Uh, Jamie Cumming has gone to... I don't know who that is. I think it's, he's uh, going now. 1.5. <laughs> Jamie going. <laughs> Eddie Beach, a lot of, uh, it, it, this is a, uh, it, it seems like a compilation of players that you're like, that's not the guys I, w- if I'm trying to burn money off my wages. Yeah. You know? uh, you do, I think you cut where you can in that situation. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm inclined to agree. But uh, yeah. So they, um, five players in the upwards between 35 and 40 million, depending on how those, those wages weigh out in dollars and cents. Um and then some other key transfers that we've seen uh, so far in January. I, I, a couple of Liverpool players gone. A couple of Liverpool players gone, yeah. Um, we lost Luke Chambers. Luke Chambers to Wigan. To Wigan. And then Yaros, the keeper, to Strumgrass. From yeah, I was going to say, mm-hmm. there's no way I'm going to be able to pronounce that. And, <laughs> and Carvalho went to Hull. Oh, he did, and he played too. Um, oh, he played, finally. Yeah, he played okay. I... Uh, he squandered a couple of chances where a pass would have been better, but um, where is he playing? Forward or midfield? <laughs> I think he's playing left. left. He got me shot now. I think he's playing. Well, I don't know. He was like because I I I don't remember from when he was at um. Where did he come from? Fulham. Yeah, yeah. From Fulham, I think he was left wing forward. And then when we went through our midfield crisis last year, on the rare occasion he did play, I think he was playing in the midfield. I remember mm. being mad about that. I was mad about a lot of Carvalho. I didn't think he got a fair shake, but um. I think I thought he played left side forward uh, for for Hull, and um, but okay. yeah, they were they were reasonably happy with him. Okay, fifteen is, million dollar uh, market value. Sorry, Nick. No, go on. Who is up there now with him as his watcher? Oh, um, Tyler Martin. Is that right? Oh, oh that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler yeah. Martin's playing midfield for Hull as well. Oh, good. So uh, I was thinking that uh, it was interesting that they loaned him to Hull and I was wondering whether Tyler Morton being there to report back on uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know boots on the ground kind of situation yeah he's the I, good boy <laughs> yeah exactly go and watch how Tyler performs at Hull and um, and uh, do whatever he does and the unsaid piece because he's going to be watching you <laughs> so um, just looking at the Hull formation against um, 
Norwich in their last game, Carvalho actually played. It was actually a weird. It's like a four-two-three-one, ah. and Carvalho played in the middle of that three, okay. right behind Conley and in front of Morton, so he's who scored. Cutting up, yeah. Yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I think he's naturally a forward. That's where he's going to excel if football is for him. Um, so probably keep him up there. Maybe he can uh, spend some time eating and putting on some weight. Uh, I think that would be important as well. Have you seen the people from Hull? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> they they no. don't generally don't need problems with the eating. Yeah. Oh, good. Then it's a good place for <laughs> a, a it's tiny right, little... It's right near Newcastle and then similar. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All away right. all the pies. Uh, so you know the way... Pies. Gotcha. You know the way gotcha. in this country they say herbs instead of herbs? Sure. You don't say Hull. You say Hull. Okay. Well, luckily I'm not from the United Kingdom where you guys just stop using certain letters that you put in words. I don't get it, but hey, you do you. Went to hospital. <laughs> down to pub uh, Jaden Sancho was transferred to Dortmund back to Dortmund right Did back he, to Dortmund he yeah. came from Dortmund loan to Dortmund um, uh, with a loan fee two million dollars I think it was so okay his market value currently is 23 million um, so probably because he hasn't got any minutes he's an attitude problem from what all the reports were and apparently everywhere he's gone he's had some personal issues with not Dortmund authority no, he was great at Dortmund. That's and he said he feels back at home. It's like coming home. So. Oh, good for him. Hopefully he succeeds. He's a good player when he decides to be. Dortmund uh, supposedly tro- trolled United by posting the same message that when United signed him from Dortmund. They oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it, it, yeah, you they could just recall the loan, can't they? They so, just be like, yeah. oh, if that's how you're going to be, he'll <laughs> sit on the bench for us. That seems like a petty United thing to do. Yeah, I but think Dortmund's paying the wages. and Exactly. <laughs> a destabilizing influence. They want him gone. Oh, okay. Probably paying a monthly fee also. and Well, he was the one that else. Ten Hag had. had yeah, he had yeah. a spat with you. And all was, the you apologize. No, you apologize. No, you apologize here. Yeah. And then they both went to the press and slammed each other. And yeah. There's only going to be one winner in that situation. Uh, you know, that's the man. Dortmund. Dortmund, <laughs> <Dortmund>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hope he does good. I, um, I, do I hope Cavalier does good. I hope Sancho does good. I think they're both talented. And, you know, a lot of. A lot of wealth goes to these kids' uh, head, and I think it's. Um, I think that's the same thing we found with um, Reese Williams at Aberdeen. He's now back at the Liverpool team, mm-hmm. and he's not going to be loaned out. And um, uh, I think they want to loan him out, but um, but uh, there aren't any takers. So, mm. so well, yeah, again, money went to his head. You know, I've played in. A, I've played in the um, in the Champions League. There's also something to be said, and I heard this a lot in conversation about some of these more attitude prone players is someone like Jaden Sancho, who probably since he was nine years old was being told he's one of the best in the world or Mm. can be. So it's even more than money. I think it's the ego that they're like, that's drilled into their head at a very young age. If you're a good footballer, you know, all of a sudden it's just like, you're going to be the best because that's what they have to believe. Oh, I totally agree with you, but I think it's a compound effect. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, once you have played in Europe or played in the Premier League, mm-hmm. it's like, I've done it. I've, I've achieved it. I've achieved yeah. all my mm-hmm. goals. Now I don't have to do anything anymore. I don't have to try hard anymore. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. all of that that you were built up to. Yeah. Then you finally got there and it's like, yeah, everyone was right the whole time. Yeah. And then you go to Aberdeen and you're like, what the fuck is this? I don't exactly. have to be here. But you're playing in Germany. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking the German teams, but there really is only two teams. Three. Actually, this year is only one team, I hope. Mm. Um, and that's Leverkusen, obviously. Indeed, um, but I don't the, know. They, I mean, come on, Bayern Munich have strengthened in defence remarkably with their new. No, signing. no, but what I'm saying, 
Are you referring to Eric Dyer? I might be. <laughs> I'll get to it in a second. Go ahead, yeah. Tom. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. I forgot he went there. Um, insignificant fuck. Um, <laughs> but if you're playing out in Dortmund and you're on every team or on every first team, you're getting the minutes. You come to England where it's uh, physical, more physical, I say, than German game. A little bit more. I don't know. Uh, rough around the edges. Like the Premier League is a great It's more league. competitive. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, you know, he goes over and plays against Frankfurt or whatever else and he doesn't get a smack in every now and again. But if you can't make it in the Premier League and you're fecking around with, you know, managers and you're calling people out of and fighting, do you really deserve to be there anyway? Mm, I don't know. I, like, I'm not even on about Man United. Do you deserve to be in the Premier League? If you I, have that attitude. I think the problem is because we've heard it so many times now where so many players have had issues at United under Ten Hag. I think that there is a common denominator there. I'm not saying that, that um, Jaden Sancho doesn't have an attitude problem or anything like that because other players have come forward and said like, mate, come off it. Just like go mm. apologize so we can get back to winning because you're an important part of this team. And he just refused. So that's obviously on him. But there is something to be said about what Neil has always these has echoed, and that's that United's a, a rotten, rotten club culture. From top yeah. to bottom. Yeah. Well, I was more thinking, like, he's not the first and he won't be the last person to have that kind of attitude. I was actually more thinking of Balotelli. Yeah. When he came to Liverpool, sure. he, he had won, you know, the league with City, whatever else, and then he comes to us and he fucking did nothing. Well... Such is life that keeps happening. And um, such are the rare missteps in Liverpool's transfers. That very yeah. true. Very true. Can we go yeah. to Dyer? Dyer Sorry, well, he plays actually, in League 2 of the French League, by the way. Interesting. I, I was actually, we've got two Tottenham transfers that are very weird to me. So one of them is Eric Dyer. And then the Romanian guy that brought in? Jed Spence. Who oh, yeah, that you, guy. You might not know who Jed Spence is. He he was, he, I think, he, I want to say he played for Forest before they came up and then got transferred out. I could be wrong about that, so don't hold me to it. He was playing in the championship, ended up on the Spurs squad, didn't get a lot of minutes, but I, I remember watching this guy maybe a year and a half ago or something going into the end of the, the, the championship season, and I thought he was a just looked really, really good for his age. Mm -hmm. I know I mentioned him last year on the podcast. I was like, this is a kid that I'm kind of watching, um, and then Spurs never used him. Uh, he's right back. Mm -hmm. And we have Eric Dyer, who obviously did not. He at one time was a pretty hyped up player for Tottenham under Mourinho, I believe. Um, I don't know. Like, I always get Kieran Dyer and Eric Dyer mixed up. Eric Dyer is the one that looks like an oaf. He's a white guy. No, no, no. I get that. <laughs> he, he, it's just the names like I get mixed up, oaf. not the people. He's a little temperamental. Come on. A little temperamental, Eric Dyer. Um, definitely didn't... He's slow. <clears throat> yeah, he doesn't have a lot of pace. He's, yeah, mm. which, you know, maybe suited more to the German league without the, the high pace that the Premier League is. I, I don't know. I just thought it was a... I'm sure I'm sure Eric Dyer bit the hand off when, um, when Dortmund and um, Munich offered him a chance. Well, it's surprising to me to see Spurs loaning out two defensive players when they're having so much depth Post, woes. Postacoglu just doesn't like him. Again, he doesn't just doesn't suit his system. I, I, I Even with all the right. injuries, he wasn't playing. Yeah, I know. Well, he did play the, the one match against, was it Chelsea, and that, yeah. that big blowout yes. where everyone got hurt, and he gave up a goal. <laughs> he was directly responsible for a goal, if I remember correctly. So Spurs are trying to help Leverkusen win the Bundesliga? Well, Jed Spence went to Genoa, so... 
I don't know if that if that helps or hurts your conspiracy theory. Well, no, no, theory. no, no. I mean, Eric Dyer going to Munich means Munich is oh. going to be crap. So yeah, help yeah they're, they're, <laughs> they're helping Dortmund. Yeah, Tottenham yeah. did okay, get um, not Dortmund, Leverkusen or Leverkusen. Tottenham yeah. did get another signing this week with the guy in, whose name I cannot pronounce, Radu Dragusan. The, um, yeah, I saw that. Wasn't he in Game no of Thrones? That is. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been. He played. Uh, he played against the uh, um, United. Uh, he came on oh, for the last the like seven minutes or eight minutes, I think. All right, so yeah. not a huge... Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Romanian guy. Yeah. Um, didn't leave can't much remember, of an impact. Yeah, I can't remember what he, what he did there. But, uh, didn't even hear the commentary say his name to help you out there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did, but I still can't remember <laughs> still it. still can't remember it. Um, yeah, I, I would say other than Luke Chambers, who we already kind of touched on, um, and Fofana going to Burnley um, from Chelsea. Did Fofana... I, forgive me, because Chelsea is not a team that I prefer to watch ever. Um how important of a piece was Fafana to Chelsea? It's hard to keep track because there's so many players. Yeah. I know. Uh, so I, I heard Fafana's name pop up uh, a couple of years ago as a hot prospect. Well, we've talked about him yeah. on the show too as being a quality player. Maybe last year when we played Chelsea, but I kind of forgot he was there. But as Neil up. said earlier, like you got to get rid of some players. Uh, yeah. Well, and if he is kind of a hot prospect, like he, I don't know. I don't know. They may have gotten some money from. Well, going to Burnley, maybe that helps Burnley's uh, with. Um, well, actually, dropping down a, to the championship. Well, here's a good segment because are they going to be dropping down to the the championship? We've yeah. got some some hot news on Everton and my beloved Forest. Both Everton and Forest have admitted that the accounts that closed on December the thirty first for the year twenty twenty two twenty twenty three, both of them have admitted they're in violation of financial fair play. Um, you can only lose 105 million a year. Forest can only lose a little less because they spent a season in the last two years, three years in the championship. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, both of them have um, admitted breaching the financial fair play rules. And so um, in the next two weeks, there will be uh, no. They've been charged, and it has to be settled by May, by right. May of this year. Oh wow! And so. Uh, so Most likely a 10-point deduction for both of them. So just to clarify, when Neil says they, they're they only allowed to lose $105 million for Forrest, it was somewhere in the 60s? I 60s, was, yeah. yeah, $61 million, I think So what he means is essentially, just to kind of reword that a little bit, they cannot overspend their incoming wages because that's really how it ends up working out. The, the language of the law. Wages, yeah. Yeah. The language of the law can get a little tricky here. So that basically means they can't overspend 105 or enforce this case somewhere in the 60 Yeah, over three-year period. Yeah. And I have a feeling that while these two teams clearly did do this, because we talked last year about Forrest having essentially an entirely new team when they got to the Premier well, League. Well, Forrest is an interesting case, players? though, because so they're, they're, they've already said that they're going to appeal um, and by the way, Everton is still appealing their original 10-point deduction. But um, Forrest are going to appeal because they delayed the sale of Brendan Johnson to Tottenham. And they delayed the sale in order to structure it to get more money. So they got $45 million, but they from Tottenham. Mm-hmm. But that $45 million didn't count because it was after the deadline. I and see. so Forrest are arguing that if they'd completed that before the deadline, then they wouldn't have uh, breached the rules. But if they completed it before, they wouldn't have got the money, so it didn't make sense. So they've actually done a financial fair play better for their club by right. waiting but falling foul of the rules. So that's the basics. So they may get away with it. It's a decent argument, I think. 
When you say the deadline, you don't mean the transfer deadline. You mean the, the financial, financial registration uh, deadline, or yeah. Yeah, so that's what uh, I just want to clarify. I'm not going to pretend I know all of the intricacies of what financial accountings are needed at what point. Well, I don't yeah, think Man City know either. <laughs> these these are all fine print kind of issues that I think at one point would have just been looked over, but because it's become bigger and bigger news over the last few years, they kind of have to. You know, the, the well, I think unless you're running a club, you don't know all of these intricacies. It's the yeah. same mm-hmm. thing with with the registration of players. We've heard people before that you know that we failed to register the paperwork, the homegrown players, the situation just recently with Owen Beck for Liverpool, his cards oh, from yeah. the mm-hmm. cards from the Scottish League Cup count in in England, and so you know there's all weird sorts of uh, registration and financial dates and deadlines and. You know, certainly not my weren't job to keep a, track of them all. Well, and it, unfortunately, I was just going to say, weren't you around when they wrote the original ah, rule yes, book? Yes. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's the little clubs that got hurt the most by this because uh, I don't know if they don't have the cutthroat or the money to support the legal team that they would need. But, you know, we've got the Chelsea's and the Cities and the whoever else is of the league that are breaking financial fair play. I mean, just kind of openly. Meanwhile, Forest and Everton, two teams struggling re- against relegation this year, are. I do feel bad for the two of them. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. You got to look at the revenue that's coming in for those big clubs. So, just take Man City. No, o- yeah, over yeah. Burnley. Like, how many shirts do you think Man City sells over Burnley? No, how, I, how much money do they take in in TV rights? I, I, I'm I not fully just, understand that. I'm not just pointing at you. I'm just. For people out there that don't know how much pe- like revenue is counted against <laughs> your transfers. Forrest isn't selling hundreds of millions of dollars in Holland. Well, shirts. you well, also need a stadium as well. So yeah. Newcastle is having some problems. You know, They've only got oh. 40,000 seat a stadium and they can't make it any bigger because it's completely penned in by the city. And uh, they're looking like they may have to sell somebody in January. Otherwise, they're going to fall foul of financial fair play. And so because their revenue off field, mm-hmm. you know, they've got this new owner and everything, which is great but they haven't been able to increase their revenue worldwide as much as they need to to be able to support their plan. So it's making it interesting. And I do th- the one good part about holding Everton accountable is that, and don't get me wrong, I still want City to be held accountable, but showing that the league is serious about enforcing it now. Yeah. Um, they haven't been serious with Chelsea in the Abramovich era. They haven't been serious with United in the Glazer era. They haven't been serious with City in the rich Saudi all money era. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is still going. It is. Um, it's unfortunate that Everton and Notts Forest are going to be the. Uh, Cannon fodder. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. but I'm glad they're cracking down on it. and um, It's the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah no matter it what. Is. Yeah. Um, actually, on Man City. Kevin De Bruyne started off what this weekend uh, coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the only player left from the team that Pep inherited. That doesn't surprise me. I'm not. I'm not surprised about that. Although now my brain is racking trying to think. Of it. All right. Well, anyway, we'll take Sorry, a quick I, break here. I can see uh, the smoke coming out. Yeah. The gears are turning. So we'll take a quick break before we get on to Liverpool's match against Fulham in the Caribou Cup. Welcome back, listener. It's Liverpool-Fulham, the Caribou Cup, everyone's favorite uh, tournament, I guess we'll say. I still want to win it. Yeah, of course. 
Uh, we want the quad. We're still in for the quad. I do. It's not the real quad, though. It t- shh. Anyway. <laughs> hey, if you win all the trophies you're up for, nobody can really... Yeah, what are you going to say? Well, we won a treble. Uh, what we won the FA Cup, the uh, Carabubu Cup, or and the UEFA Cup, and the Super Cup yeah. under uh, Julier, and that wasn't even considered three or four. Mm. But you have to win everything you're up for to make it. You know. No, I get that, but even yeah, that's not it, considered. It a, that's same. not even considered a treble. If if we win no. FA Cup, League League Cup and Europa, it won't feel the same if it's not Champions League. Or a Premier League. Well, no, I said, like, yeah. those three, yeah. with the Premier League, the League Cup, and the FA Cup, and Europa wouldn't feel quite But if you win four, all four? It would still be incredible. It'd be great, but it's not the Champions League, I agree. No, yeah, it, so there would be an asterisk there. I'm not saying that this is our quad year, for sure, but I still want to win. Let's it not count matter. any chickens first. No, all cottages. Absolutely, <laughs> the cottages. My favorite. My favorite. Cottages. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Fulham. What? It's a, this was a tale of two games. Yeah, very in much. One. Tale of two halves, man. Tale of two halves. Liverpool's eleven against twelve men of uh, Fulham. Yeah. Twelve. How was yeah. it twelve, Neil? Well, well the guy who traditionally again. wears a black shirt was apparently wearing a white shirt. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes Fulham do have white shirts and black shirts. Indeed. Well. Well, the are referee. You t- are you talking official. about that little bald man? That probably in the middle. Oh, it was, it was awful. It was awful. He was absolutely atrocious, especially in the game? first half. David Coote. sounds bald like Coote. a David. He, he's probably a mank. Who knows? Um, Darwin was our player of the match, according to uh, match oh, ratings. Oh, 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 excuse me. We'll get there. There's some contentious words there. Uh, yeah, I, I was on the other side of them. That, well, that's the only reason I'm I'm bringing that up is that he was named player of the match by his match rating on on the FOTMOB app that I use. Uh, I would not call him man of the match, but let's so let's just get to, let's, let's just start, get to first it. half. Let's do oh, first, first half. half. We were yeah. terrible, in my opinion, awful. just absolutely terrible. Um, Gravenberch awful, McAllister awful. Midfield was just sloppy. Uh, okay. Tell you back. First five minutes, it looked like we were going to overwhelm them, and then we were terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, just could not string a pass together. Um, Keep in mind, this is Fulham. I mean, we've played them, I think, already twice this year. Yeah, and, and they, we, they they almost beat us. Yeah, at, uh, exactly. Anfield. They were up three two in the eighty seventh minute. Remember, and we scored two late goals. But, exactly. Um, yeah. So this is a team that, again, these are the banana peels that uh, Liverpool it, seems to run into. Just a lot str- Certainly, first five minutes, maybe we struggled against the low block, but after that, it wasn't struggling against the low block. It was our our own team. Just Elliot was awful. Mm-hmm. But you, you just get, running around aimlessly, and he tracked back. But he's Elliot, old Elliot, the one that we. But you're talked putting about him in year. where Salah should be, and he hasn't played there went properly, has he? Yeah. And he was coming on. Oh, no, he he started, and he is what got Gravenberg behind him with McAllister and Nunes to his left. That's not our team. They're not going to gel together. That midfield of Jones and McAllister and Gravenberch, they should be doing better, but they're not. Jones wasn't very good either in that first half. No, the first half he was terrible. Just Second half he was very good. Yeah, agreed. But the first half, and I am his, I've become his champion in yeah. the sports media, I guess. And uh, I, I'll say that that... I was a little nervous watching how bad he played in that first. I'm like, oh, God, don't do this. Connor again. Bradley was in for for Trent, so his first start. So Connor Bradley was an interesting character in this play. Um, I thought that he's 
there's a few things about Connor Bradley. His his stats eventually looked kind of exactly what I expected them to look like by the end of the game, where he did a few things very poorly. He did a few things very well. I mean, he was dispossessed a number of times. He only he won less than half of his ground duels. I mean, but he's small, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a problem. I think he played really well, all things considered, for being... Well, it depends on how you're assessing him. Are you assessing him against the expectations of, what is he, 19? Yeah. Uh, of a 19-year-old yeah, exactly. kid playing his mm-hmm. first game. If you're assessing against those expectations, then, you know, I actually thought he did, uh, certainly in the first half, only okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't see any great crosses. Well, he um, didn't have any. That was the problem. Right, which is, if you're going to play the Trent role, you're you get forward on the right wing and then you cross from the close to the byline or but he's know. not Trent he's an understudy yeah so if you rate him as an under 19 as an understudy then and his first game I guess he had a really great game and I know a lot of fans out there are saying how awesome he was I mean but I was going to hike him at halftime all things considered his first 90 minutes in a Liverpool shirt for the senior team I thought you know yeah, good performance from a kid. I I can't hold him against Trent. So to your point, I agree with you where it's like, no, if we're holding him to first team expectations, then no, he did not play well versus Trent. But to compare him to Trent would be really unfair. So I think he did really, really well, given the context that he's a 19-year-old kid. Uh, it, this is going back to Kwanzaa when he first came up. It's You don't compare him to Kanate or to Verge straight away. Right. Right. And okay, Kwanzaa is now being what, Verge 2.0. Yeah. And well, I wouldn't go that far. But well, he's still young and he's still got a lot of promise. Right. But this is kind of what we're talking about exactly. here, where he can't be Verge 2.0. But even when he plays well, he's still. My not. point was when he first came up, he didn't show that much promise. He had a few wayward passes, whatever else. When he first came off the bench, we'll say back in the day, Connor Bradley. Starting against Fulham and, you know... Most people think Conor Bradley was man of the match. That is the, the general consensus out there. Yeah. He uh, does have a high Conor rating. I thought Joe Gomez was man of the match. For, uh, that's just, a, just me. I, I thought, thought Darwin Nunes was uh, for me. So Darwin played really well for the 30 minutes he was on. Uh, 30 minutes made all the difference. I think so. So, um, But we'll, we'll kind of... Yeah, yeah exactly. we'll save him for last. Now, Conor Bradley, one of the things that has been said about Trent, he's not the greatest defender, he's awesome going forward. And Conor Bradley did pretty well in defense. He had a couple of, of moments where his footwork legitimately, where he he was going to lose the physical battle. And the few times that he didn't, he did so with his footwork, which I thought was really impressive. Because we don't usually see Trent have to do that. Trent's, he, he may look deceiving, but he's a big boy. Yeah, he's quite strong. He <laughs> often he holds the player off with his hand. Yeah. And that gives him time with his feet to yes. play the ball up the line or whatever he's Connor Bradley's do. not going to be able to do that. True. But he did really well with his footwork to kind of overcome. So that's, I think, why he impressed me and I'm sure a lot of other fans was that he was able to do things that we're not used to our right back doing to make up for the things that he lacks. And having that awareness and having that wherewithal to be able to do that in the moment in a big game, I think is huge. So... Did he do things that were impressive? Yes. Was he man of the match? I, I would be... I thought Joe Gomez had a great performance. I thought Gomez was great. Um, Darwin is another one that I would say. Guys that did stuff... This was not Gakpo. Liverpool's best game. Gakpo had a good game too. But again, I think we're... Uh, you and I are in the minority here in that 
I'm trying to see the good things in Connor Bradley, but to me, he wasn't man of the match. But most of the people out there, and I'm sure there's a lot of listeners screaming at us on the podcast. Probably. Because, uh, because uh, you know, the general consensus is he was awesome man of the match performance. He, I cre- think I, he created two chances, and he had an 88% pass accuracy. 49 passes out of 56. Yeah, That's a pretty good for someone. Dispossessed three times. I think he only won nine of his 18 ground duels. He, I mean, he did well in the context of a young kid. I don't want to repeat myself too. I am impressed with him, mm-hmm. but I, he's not a fit replacement for Trent long term. No, um, like his dribbles were, uh, but his tackles, he, he won every single tackle. Six out of six. Sure. I, I too am impressed by him, and I do think long term he can be the replacement for a long, long term. But I mean, for these matches that Trent's going to be hurt for, I would be scared with him being at right back against any of the top five teams in the league. I'm not sure I'm scared. I think he's serviceable. I just think we need more creativity from others because he doesn't yet offer that creativity. Well, to that, and that's I, part of the reason I don't want to get too. Um, I don't want to over extend my opinions about him either way because Fulham is not a good team to be able to so can we go off you want to the point Connor Bradley because well actually I was going to say while Trent is out is Connor Bradley going to be that yeah when Simi back when is no it's going to be Connor Bradley definitely there's no other option yeah he he could play Gomez right back and play Simi left back is the other option which I wouldn't do because Gomez has been... I mean, if Simi that, comes back or Rabo comes back, then yeah, you can shift Gomez over because he does play well at right back. But Joe Gomez is in a groove right now. Yeah. Uh, that I wouldn't take him off a left back unless... A, uh, you know. Can we go to a player who you just mentioned before, uh, uh, Verge 1.0? Um, Verge yeah. himself. Um, oh, I know where you're going. Tough with. show. So, a couple of things. Every player is entitled to make a mistake, but it was a weak, weak header that that uh, right into the path, throw in from Gomez, um, and the, uh, the ball was sent over the top, and Van Dijk just headed it right into the path of the Fulham player, yeah. William. William stumbled over a couple of uh, players and uh, lo- was lucky to stay on his feet, mm-hmm. but um, buried it. And um, yeah, we were one down, and after that goal one went down in at half time. Well, yeah, after that goal went in, the rest of the first half, we were just dire. It was, yeah, it was awful. So, Verge. Uh, and then, well, so hold on. And then, yeah. then Verge almost immediately afterwards got that terrible yellow card against him where his trailing hand just brushed the mouth of, I can't remember who it was. Don't yeah, was, I remember. Made a show of it. Paulina? Mm, I don't remember. But, but anyway. He, he did the old Neymar impression and looked like he was like. He got, yeah, looked he, like he'd he been shot punched by face. Matt Tyson, yeah, yeah. Or, or shot in the face. Yeah, it yeah. was ridiculous. And referee fell for it, yellow card for Verge. And there was so many other just ridiculous cards being handed out and fouls being. Oh, it was it was, was a terribly officiated game. I think for Verge on what you were saying about him, um, we've seen this from Verge before, where it, you know, calm as you like. Sometimes he's a little too calm and a little too yeah, lackadaisical. Hey, yeah. look at that. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, no, now I you're going to finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> we already have been. Uh, that's why I'm not hungry anymore. Um, Verge, we've, like I said, we've seen this from him before. It has been, it was like all of last season, we were really picking on Verge. And then this season, he seemed to kind of come around and he did just miss that game through injury. He did. Uh, he, so was, was uh, like, he was sick. Yeah. So maybe he just was rhythm and, yeah. Or maybe it was just a mistake and he hasn't made that many this year. Yeah, exactly. So, like you said, it happens. The best guys make mistakes. The worst guys make a lot of them. That's, that's, who doesn't make a mistake on their job? 
Uh, yeah, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one player I thought that just other than Elliot, I know you mentioned Elliot, that was Terrible. very poor. Um, his his counterpart on the right side was Gravenberch, who looked non-existent. And when he was, he was just sort of screwing up. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people were down on McAllister this game. I didn't. I didn't think McAllister had didn't he have one like really good strike. Yeah, he had yeah. a couple. Of, I mean, he didn't do anything overly impressive. But I think I it's back to my problem with num- assessing the ability of number sixes, where I, I always think if you don't, if you're not noticed, you're not doing your job. Whereas if you're not noticed, you are doing your job in that role. So. Mm. Certainly possible. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think he was. He, he had an especially poor game by any stretch of the mind, though. So whatever the criticism was of McAllister, even going back and looking at his stats, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what people are on about, but. You know, maybe the just visual can be everything. And when you're losing a, a game to Fulham for more of the game than not, I can see why everyone would be under a microscope. Best chance of the first half, I think, was Joe Gomez. A shot. Um, yeah. Just whistled past the post. Gomez had a couple of moments, too, he where to score. He, he had some, some through balls. And I think there was a dummy at one point. That, I mean, he... He just looks like a completely different player than who we were seeing last season. As a well, wing, he looks like the player who I imagined two or three seasons ago. Yes, exactly. And as a, a wing back, he has really. He used to be the guy where we couldn't overlap. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about that where we didn't see overlapping because he yeah. didn't have the skill. And now we're seeing more of him down in Agreed. the, I think it's the final third. Yeah, and he he looks he when the ball's at his feet, he knows what he's doing. There's there's that that. Wishy-washy unsuredness is is long gone, and he's he's a he's a big boy player now for sure. He belongs in this team. So we went in one down at halftime. Yeah, and um, then to me, the player of the match. Yeah, go on. Tell us about Darwin. No, Jurgen Klopp. Oh, <laughs> hmm. did he give them the bollocking that they he were asking for? Game of bollocking. <laughs> yeah, halftime. Was, was that this game that they, was, they were saying that it was, was um, the worst day to ever seen Liverpool play? It was Burley, Craig Burley at half. Well, firstly, um, the halftime show had Steve Nichol, former Red, not my favorite pundit at all. Steve Nichol was just apoplectic at a halftime, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he he just seemed to want to storm off the, the studio. And, um, oh, yeah, and then he, he just, just sat there in the corner and did nothing for a little bit. And then bit. he just spouted a whole bunch of vitriol against uh, Liverpool. It wasn't useful at all. But then Craig Burley's like, he either needs to give him a bollocking or change the people. And, uh, <laughs> sure enough, I think Klopp did both of those things. He gave him that a bollocking. They came TV, back. So I don't understand if they understood. Bollocking. No, no, I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> but he came back at <laughs> a, a lot of people went to Urban Dictionary that morning. Maybe <laughs> came out after halftime. We looked way better. Um, well, yeah. Well, Gravenberch and Elliot came off at like the 55th minute. But we looked better even in the 10 minutes before. Though. Oh yeah, better. Yeah, sure. But but yeah, in the 55th, 57th, or something, whenever it was, yeah. they um, when Elliot and Gravenberch came on, and Gakpo and Nunes came on. Yep. Um, completely different yeah much better from uh, then on we really pinned Fulham back they still had a few chances Decova Reed could have scored oh yeah they, they, they didn't lay down and die in the second half but Liverpool became more of the Liverpool we'd expect to play against Fulham yeah. um, but it's kind of like we've been saying here and there where it seems like Liverpool are playing down to their competition and once again we're getting uh, I don't know I don't know. Fulham is a weird team. We seem to be struggling against them this season, and uh, well, it's not just like us. It. They they're a weird team. They beat Arsenal. They've yeah, uh, they've put up a game against Newcastle. It's not that they're mm, inconsistent, <laughs> is what they are. Yeah, I don't envy their supporting. 
And the game's not over, remember. This is a two-legged um, affair. We have to go back to uh, Craven Cottage and uh, yeah. play him in the second game. Yeah, that should be... Uh, I don't know. I I hope at this point that Klopp... We're, we're this deep into the tournament. What is this? This is fourth round out of... No, this is the no, semifinal. semifinal. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're thinking fourth round FA Cup? FA Cup, yeah. I keep getting them mixed up. Um, yeah, no, just put the first team on the field. Don't question anything. Well, our first team well, is that team. Yeah. I don't know that Elliot should be in the first team, even without Salah. I don't know who else you play on the right side, but um, I don't know if that's the way he's going to be playing. We we saw a lot of really good things from Elliot. I hate to slag him off for only one bad game when he had so many good games going into this. But he was it, on a streak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had to eat a lot of humble pie and give him praise. But yeah, I don't know. And I'm never a huge fan when Jota starts in the middle. Um. I think, I think Nunes will start in the next game in the middle. I hope so. <clears throat> but, I don't, um, <clears throat> but I don't think Gakpo will uh, get, get his, a start, though. Maybe he'll start in midfielder than Elliot, but I can't see it. Well, the, the Klopp's done that a few times where he has <clears throat> he has Gakpo in the middle kind of playing that, that hybrid role, forward middle. And yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's tough when we've got injuries and international games and we don't have our full team. It's... It's not an easy situation to be in, and I don't know. I worry about how the team is going to play like against Bournemouth coming up. Mm-hmm. If this is the team we have to field, I, I don't know but that G- it's our strongest team. Gakpo, of course, scored a beautiful goal. Yeah. yeah and Nunes probably could have had three more if it wasn't for the... Um, Nunes had both assists. He did, yeah. Yeah. And um, who got the goal? Elliot? Jones? Curtis Jones. Curtis, Curtis Jones. Jones. My man, Curtis Jones. Oh, the deflection, yeah, off the yeah. back. Yeah, yep, yep. But he just looked better in general <laughs> he did. in the second half. Well, yeah, once the change in personnel, he yeah. um, played way better with him. Um, great strike by Gakpo. And again, Nunes could have had a... The game could have been... Could have finished 5-2. You know, it's easy to say. Uh, oh, yeah, if you say all oh, those goals, that could have, should have. Great saves. Been. Saved by Kelleher and saves by Well, their, their keeper, yeah. Uh, is it Leno and Fulham? Um, their keeper had a Ariola. had an incredible. Uh, Leno. No, it's Leno. Leno. Yeah, um, he's correct. He was he was very good. Yeah. This game. Your old age is showing you. Um, so as as much as we like to to say like all oh, Liverpool weren't playing up to their standards, even if they were, Leno's he's a he's two goalies depending on one game or, or another. Some games he looks like he's lost. Other games he looks like the best shot stopper in the league. So. Yeah, and then Dakova Reed could have, probably should have squared it to Pereira and um, given Kelleher no chance, but um, they didn't. Would have, could have, should have, just as you said. So yeah. we win 2 1, uh, go to Craven Cottage for the second leg. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're deciding who was man of the match. With Darwin having two assists, that brings his assist count up to uh, 10 and his goals up to 8 across all competitions now. Yeah, I, I thought Darwin was, to me, my man of the match. Um. And I wouldn't argue that. Even though he wasn't mine, I picked Joe Gomez. Those guys never get. I'm going to go with Elliot. Just because everyone hated on him. Anyway. <laughs> there it is. Your little no, anyway. no catchphrase. <laughs> no, it was, it was, I would say it was either Darwin or, or Oh, yeah, I'm Gomez. agreeing. I'm just pissing off. Um, um, <clears throat> so. But with Darwin getting more assists than goals, should we utilize that a bit better? I mean, drop him into to false nine then. We wanted him as a true striker. Maybe he should be more the Bobby role. Obviously, he's wow. not. He's not scoring the goals that that we expect from a true number nine striker, whatever the hell you want to call it, a center forward. I, and I, I'm not someone that says like, oh, he just can't do it. We've seen him do it before, but they're he's not doing it the way that they expected for the system. 
So you either retailer his role to do something that he can do or I don't know. Bye-bye. Yeah, I don't see them doing that. They invested no. too much money and he hasn't made enough of an impact that they're going to make that investment back either um, in typical Liverpool fashion. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's time to bring Bobby back in and, and teach Darwin no, some no. lessons and being a false nine. Oh, you bring no. him back in as a coach? I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. Sure. No, Whatever. I don't want to bring him back. Listen, I, I don't know. I'm just saying Darwin is not the player we wanted him to be or what they bought him to be. Um, actually, funny enough, even though I'm joking about Firmino, he did mention something in. Uh, in his book about how when Brendan Rodgers left, he wasn't sad because he didn't feel like Brendan Rodgers knew how to utilize his abilities as a footballer. Mm. And then, of course, Klopp came in and turned him into a you superstar know, Liverpool legend. Yeah. So maybe it's time to readjust how we look at Darwin Nunes. I, I just, how long do we go? And we say this every show, how long do we go before we say, okay, he's, he's not a striker. He just doesn't have that killer instinct to finish. He doesn't have the footwork to get around people. I, I, he's just, I, I think he's a great player and I don't want him to leave the team, but what do you do with him? I'm pointing at myself and making a weird face uh, because I've been saying it for a while that he is a we all have. Yeah. way better on the wing. He is... Well, that's been... That, I've been saying that since they put him down the center and he was struggling last year. I was saying he didn't play as center forward when he was good at Benfica. I said he's a left winger. But when they try him at left wing, he's... Average. Yeah. And that's probably because he doesn't have the practice over there anymore. Probably. So I don't know. I, I don't want to overanalyze. Uh, how, how do you think Jota did? Uh, I mean, he wasn't good. He wasn't bad. I think Diaz? The same. Average. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of what I expect from poor games from them. Poor games by their standards, which are very high. Um, Hoping that Jota gets a couple of goals against Bournemouth, both for my fantasy team and for the fact that um, oh, it'd, be, him in your it'd be great for... Um, so that you know, to see some goals coming from the forward line yeah. with Salah out, want to see and Nunez not hitting the target. Agreed. I want to see the forwards get some goals. It's good that Gapo got one, mm -hmm. but, um, but let's get a goal for Diaz and a goal for Jada. Yeah, I would love <coughs> to see uh, or Darwin. Let's get. Let's, yeah, let's prove me wrong. I'd I rather be see, proved wrong. He needs a hat trick. Get over the slump. Remember when Salah was at Afcon last time? And the goals came from. Um, Oxlade Chamberlain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember who else stepped up. Jota, I think, was then stepped up as well. Ginny. Usually he heads them. Um, and so, um, so, yeah, we just need somebody. What was that two years ago? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Mane. No, Mane would have been gone too. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it was Bobby. Was Ginny still there? Okay. All I remember is Ox. Yeah. yeah. Ox was like kind of a hero. <clears throat> yeah. So the goals, we'd have to get, the, we just need the forward line to get some goals. Yeah. Where yeah. is Ox now? I don't remember. Is he making oxen? I don't know. I'm just glad we don't have to talk about him anymore. And on that, let's take a break. Welcome back, listener. So the weekend had five matches total, um, starting Friday with match of the week. Um, Luton Burnley won all draw. Which I think I predicted. Did I predict You that? did predict it, yeah. You actually predicted several of these. Thank you very much. We'll oh, get to that in a minute. <laughs> asshole. Uh, <laughs> did you call him an Sorry. asshole or Arsenal? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, it is. Oh. And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> Chelsea Fulham. Um, 
you know, I, this might have, I, I would have rather watched Luton and Burnley, honestly. I thought that was a more fun match. There was something about the full. First of all, so we're just coming off of playing Fulham. I don't like Fulham as a team, I don't think. I don't, I don't have any connection to any of their players in terms of like, oh, I like watching that guy. Almost every team, there's at least one player that I can get up for and watch. I don't think there's anyone on Fulham I like. Paulina's pretty good. I'm not saying they don't have oh, I know good who you players. Should, I know who we should we didn't talk about from, um, from Fulham before, which we can talk about now. Anthony Robinson. Looking at Liverpool are looking at him for a left-back replacement. Yeah, I had heard that rumor. Right, right back. I thought we don't right do back. rumors. No, I was just talking about <laughs> Anthony Robinson, though, but he's uh, American. He's an American. As well. So yeah. uh, I'm biased against Americans. Oof, wow. <laughs> against Americans. <laughs> USA. Yeah, I'll, bit of a never, role reversal here. Ne- hold never on, hold catch on. me saying that. Aren't you a national? You I been... refuse to confirm or deny that. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, watching Chelsea play Fulham is about as bad of a of a ninety minutes as I could spend because I hate Chelsea, which we all kind of realized was because <laughs> I started watching the year that they beat Liverpool in the league um, way back when, but also because I don't like their whole team and I don't think I like Fulham either. So. I don't have much to say about this. I think you've got an anti-London bias, don't you? It's certainly possible. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I don't know. What yeah. do you think? Northerners unite. Hmm. I All mean, right. I guess you're Midlands because you're... Uh, no, I know the West. I know the London team. West you like West Ham. I don't like West Ham. I like James Ward-Prowse. There we go. Mm. Oh, gee. Every yeah. week. He Every sneezes week. and you mention James Ward-Prowse. That's right. Um... So let's move on to Newcastle and City because this oh, was kind of fantastic game. Yeah, this was uh, blood, guts, thunder, everything about the Premier League, the pace. This was when was you see awesome. that matchup, like in in August, you're like, ah, right in the middle of the season. That's going to be a good one. I can't, yeah. and it lived up to the hype. Yeah, that's wrong result, was. but uh, unfortunate result. I don't know if wrong is the word I would use. Well, wrong result for Liverpool. So Newcastle 2, Man City 3, yes. if you didn't know the result. Um, yes. Um, the return of Kevin De Bruyne um, yeah, after the 55th minute. Just unreal. City scored two, uh, sorry, Newcastle scored two early, first early goals. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, City struck first. Yes. And then Newcastle came back and, and held it for the rest of the first half and at least half of the second half. And then... Uh, then City did that thing that they do where De Bruyne came on. At the, and I'm sitting there like a, the good Liverpool fan I am. And I go, oh, it's just De Bruyne. He doesn't even have Holland. Who cares? He's overrated. Ooh. And then boom. Uh, I, I didn't uh, have those feelings. I was like. Well, those feelings were more <laughs> hope than feeling. Yeah. I think I knew what was about to happen. And, and as you say, it's the hope that kills you. It's the hope that kills you every time. And uh, De Bruyne came on. In well, in a, a group, goal in five in, minutes. In a I group think. chat before, even before De Bruyne came on, I was, I was saying, I just have a feeling City, City just grew into this game. Immensely. Yeah, but you're a doomer, so you I always say that. I am a doomer, but you were right this time. <laughs> De Bruyne came on, scored in five minutes, and then had an assist up to uh, <laughs> probably Bob. my favorite City player, Bob, Bob with two Bs. Yes, Bob, Bob, and he's got the hair like sideshow Bob too. From the Simpsons, so I, I, if anybody I like followed Black Adder, the oh, yes. show in the yeah, 80s, I was just going to mention this. We, yeah. we were talking about him yesterday. Yeah, yeah. so um, Rowan Atkinson. There was a Legend. famous episode where uh, there was a female character called Kate, but in the show she needed to play a man, and so she went by Bob. And so, um, <laughs> so yes, I, uh, Kate scored for Man City. And Kate he was I like me- that. He was meant to get married, or she was meant to get married to Black Adder, but Indeed. ends up getting married to Flash. Is that show still on Netflix? 
The guy from The Young Ones. I can't think of his name. Is, if Blackout is still on Netflix, go do yourself a favor, listener, and check it out. Because that, that is a very funny show. It's like Mr. Bean if it had brains. Flash Not so funny oh. was the result of uh, the Man City uh, game in the end. Well, yeah. De Bruyne yeah. Well, came on and scored and then had... I think he's the one that had the assist to Bob. Right? Am I correct about that? Can't remember. All right. Kevin De Bruyne came on just like Flash in that episode. Flash by nature. Yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Flash by name. And City won in extra time. He did not look like he was suffering from an injury. No, he did not. Um, He was winded after they showed him in like the 83rd minute or something. He had only been... and I mean, granted, he put in a lot of miles real quick, Mm -hmm. but his lungs are not up to speed yet. That's for sure. Not that you'd know to watch him because he had an assist and a goal in 25 minutes on the pitch or whatever the hell it was. But uh, yeah, unbelievable. Um, I thought Dubravka, poor, poor, yeah, right. Dubravka had a really, really, I mean, I feel bad for him because City were just mauling the goal for that, that last, I mean, from the time De Bruyne came on, they were in charge of the match and Dubravka held out that if that scoreline had ended up 6-2, it wouldn't have surprised me. i tell you where City did struggle goalkeeper remember they lost their goalkeeper um edison went out of the game in the first like 10 minutes i think it was yeah um, oh. ortega played and then from then on the face. they didn't use ortega to um to take the goal kicks they uh that's uh, right um, that's why walker they kept... and yeah and uh that's right you know i noticed them doing that and i like i was like why are they doing this edison's i yeah. completely forgot that edison came off early yeah and they were doing something weird with their corners, too. I don't know if you noticed towards the end of the game. They weren't throwing crosses Indeed, in from yeah. the corner. They were just passing it out and trying to get it in. Interesting. It's a very pep move, I feel like. Um, but Agreed. I wonder if they see some kind of weakness in Newcastle's corner defense. that, Or are they too good right in front of goal, so they're trying to break them up, break up that, that box line? I don't know. Yeah, we've got Dan Byrne, and I'm trying to think of uh, who else they have as um, centre-back. I'm missing... Um, see the guy's face but Shar Batman yes yeah and yeah, so um, they got tall um, players so maybe that was a better tactic smart it worked anyway yeah fuckers well even though they didn't get a goal <laughs> off a corner <laughs> yeah um, yeah great game wish yeah. it had gone differently hate um, to see it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you wouldn't believe <laughs> um, all right then moving on to Sunday. Much more amenable results for us. Yeah, yes, very much so. So Everton and Aston Villa found themselves in a nil-nil draw. Bore draw? <laughs> Was it a bore draw? Boring draw? No. Not in the slightest. No, time. this was, uh, for me, this is my match of the weekend. Um, I was absolutely gripped. I didn't get out of bed for it. I just stayed in bed and put it on the TV. I have to and, say I was the same. <laughs> and Rachel was nice enough to bring me a coffee. So I just sat there with my cat. And every, I don't know, eight minutes or so, I would jolt up and scare the cat off. So my poor cat didn't enjoy the game as much as I did. But Cat is a euphemism for something, right? <laughs> it's not, you pervert. Anyway. Um, no, what did, what did you like about this game? I thought... Uh, I thought Martinez I, made some fantastic saves uh, yeah, for, uh, for no Villa. Yeah, kidding, dude. Holy moly. Now, this I, I heard a stat at the end of the game. This is um, in his time in the Premier League. This is, uh, what's his name from Villa's only nil-nil draw. He's never had one before. This was his first. Uh, Emery. Oh. Yeah, he, he's, he's never had a nil-nil draw. Yeah, yeah. I hmm. thought that was kind of cool. Pickford made good saves too, which is, you know, both oh, goalkeepers Pickford. made great saves. So that's one of the reasons why it stayed nil-nil. 
every one of the every t- every it feels like every time i watch everton so maybe i have to stop watching him he has the game of his life i don't go out of my way to watch everton uh, i'll be honest with you not because i don't like them i don't like them but i don't know I, uh, they're not enjoyable to watch that's what i mean exactly i i can't pick for jumps why. or lies on the ball for four seconds oh there's like, plenty of that in this wrong one with you the kids. last 15 minutes there was a lot of shit house time wasting on both sides of the ball um but yeah pickford uh he just he had an incredible match i didn't look at the the final stats for this game but uh yeah he he was he was a, like a field commander in that the, the last probably quarter of the match don't get me wrong he is a good i don't want to say captain because he's not really their captain he's either. a good guy at shouting at the other players he, to defensive, do stuff i don't know general yeah 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 assistant yeah he's he's the, <laughs> what would he's they call the, it in nfl he's the pitch general that's that's kind of what i would call him the pitch captain like not ma- he does wear the armband for them right he uh, he did he is doing what kanate did for us uh sure what against arsenal does. yeah 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 um but every once in a while again he's one of those players where i feel like if they get one past them early he kind of folds up who pickford falls apart yeah, yeah. where if, if gets if inside his own head in, yeah, but if he gets a, a bunch of saves going long term in a mm. game, he just like gets stronger with every save. And once confidence. he gets that confidence, mm-hmm. yeah, like you're saying, all of a sudden he's shouting at guys on the pitch and stuff. We see it when he plays for England too. I, I feel like I, I've noticed that he he does that kind of stuff. I don't stuff. think he should be numbering one for England, but either way, that's no, a different story. I don't story. think so either, but <laughs> you know you know what I mean. Yeah. You, you see him get up for, for, no, no, get for some of these bigger matches. And Villa visiting to, um, to Goodison Park and coming in, I were they second place? Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah. I didn't, but I didn't think McGinn had a very good game. I didn't think Ollie Watkins had a very good game. They were they were okay. Don't get me wrong, but um, but I just didn't see as much from them as I have done in, in other games. They, they don't play as well away from home, Villa. You know, they've got a great home record. But um, but yeah, um, Moreno played pretty well. Um, it was it, it was a very interesting game to watch. I agree. A lot of uh, back and forth, end to end stuff. But um. Yeah, the, probably it, the final product from both teams wasn't quite there, and then when it was, the goalkeeper stepped up. Yeah, mm. exactly. And those are the kinds of games that I'm realizing, you know, three-two Newcastle City. That's what you expect from that. Where I'm learning, I like the games that end nil-nil if it's a if if it's a good. You're not very American today no. at all. Well, I'm also when I watch baseball, I prefer to watch a great pitcher's duel to like a home run show. So. I, that's just I. I grew up in the '90s too with the Knicks and the NBA. They were a defensive team. I I don't mind low scoring sport if it's because of two teams that lock horns in a way that keeps the score low. And this is one of the where it was exciting the whole way through, and no one scored. Mm. Um, I thought maybe Calvert Lewin wasn't the same as we're oh, used he, to he, seeing. He was. He's on a terrible run of form. Yeah, he got pulled Shut shortly up, after the half. And I was like, yeesh, wow, yeah. Everton are just going to commit to the low block and, and pray, I guess, here. Which they didn't have to, to their to their defense. Um, but Dan Juma was another one that we've kind of gotten used to him putting up some pretty solid performances and just wasn't there. And then what you said, I don't think Watkins or Diaby or McGinn had the, the types of performances we're used to seeing. Um, I don't know who I would call the the man of the match for that. Um, I'm looking at the Martinez. Yeah, yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, ball possession, thirty one percent to sixty nine. Everton to um, Villa. 
I can see that that makes sense, but at the same time, it never felt like Villa were controlling yeah. the game, which is more credit to, to how good of a match it was. Um, Sean Dyche doing a great job at Everton, but um, watch out for a bigger points deduction. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Um, I want to see Everton go down because they're shit, not because they get points taken away. That I was going to say the same thing, but okay. I did say this in episode one. Is this the year we lose Everton? And um, yeah, I think it, we are unfairly, though. Yeah, and with that first points deduction, if they do get the second one, I, I don't think there's any coming back from a 20-point deduction in a single season. That if, would be a record. If they stay up, fair fox. Yeah, no, they earned it. Yeah. Like we've been saying for two years now with this podcast is that they are the cockroaches of the Premier League. You cannot kill them. They will always find a way to come in like 16th place or whatever it is, 17th place. Um, but this could be it where, you know, they survived nuclear holocausts, but that points deduction is, uh, that'll really kill you. Yeah, because that Where would bring, that would bring right them down to minus three. But we're going to do... No, no, no. They already had the first 10 deducted. So it would bring them down oh, yeah, to sorry, seven. Man. And yeah. they would still be in shouting distance of staying up if they really, really, really That would put them out. at the very bottom. But I mm, going in, they probably would win more games than Luton, Burnley, and Sheffield. Even draw a few more. Might stay up by a point or two if they... Well, we'll save that for table talk in the next episode. For now, let's move on to United and Tottenham. Another draw, 2-2. Two, two. Um, I felt that this was the opposite of the nil-nil draw. Yeah. It was just kind of a lot of shitty football. Yeah, neither team was very good. It felt like the goals that each team scored were kind of those right place, right time. Wasn't trying to do that, but thank God it happened. <laughs> kind of thing i'm trying to i watch the game and trying to think of the goals well hoyland had that go i literally kickoff happened i got up to go pee came back and my phone was buzzing oh that was a good goal yeah that yeah was a good yeah. team goal no hoyland yeah. and a good strike uh, so i take it back yeah. you're 100 percent right i thought the uh the yeah, rashford, Fernandez, goal later, rashford yeah um rich arlson's goal i didn't even see it going until he was running away acting like the pigeon Oh God, yeah, I hate that. It, it was, stupid it was, dance. I saw it was a good header, but I think he was just jump. I, I don't know that. Yeah, that, was, uh, was, yeah. a header off a corner. That's, yeah, exactly. that's what's going to happen. And then I don't remember Bentoncourt's goal. What, what? Which one was that? Maybe I'm completely wrong here. No, it was Bentoncourt's goal. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I, I didn't think Rashford's goal was like some kind of phenomenal strike. Um, we were talking in our group chat earlier. I was like, I want a nil-nil draw from this game too because that's the best result for Liverpool. And then kickoff happens. I go to the bathroom. I come back. It's already 1-0. Yeah. Like, oh, so much for that. Nil-nil, 1-1, one, 2-2. One, two, two. Any of those would have worked for us. Draw. And so, uh, so yeah, 2-2, two, two, uh, perfectly fine. Yeah, I never want to see United win under any circumstances. Nope. I don't care what it is. Unless it, it's to beat the team that wins Liverpool the league, that's the only time you'll ever hear me rooting yeah i think there was a man united man city game last year where we had to root for united yeah and that's the only time i'll ever remember losing a lot of layers of skin with a brillo pad after that game (laughs) yeah but you gotta do what you gotta do yeah football is life bleached out my eyes yeah um but against tottenham these are my two least favorite teams that was two years ago that was two seasons ago when we were chasing the four when united played city late Yeah. yeah yeah those that's always so tough like for this when it's Tottenham and United, I can root against both. So, like, if United scores, I start rooting for yeah. Tottenham to score and back, <laughs> you know, and it's great. And if it ends a draw like it did, I'm a happy camper. Um, but when Rashford and Richarlson both score, I feel filthy because neither of those players yeah. are guys that I. Uh, Rashford had a good finish for his goal too. 
Which one was? Um, second goal for United. He yeah. Um, he came in from the left hand side and he uh, oh, dinked yeah. it over to the right corner. Uh, yeah, side you're right. Netting. All right, so I was completely wrong when I said yeah, that. Yeah, they actually were okay goals. Yeah, all the goals were okay. So, I take that back. So. Sorry, United and Spurs fans. It's probably the only time you're going to hear. You're me still say shit. It. Actually, no, Richarlison's goal still wasn't impressive. Yeah. Whatever. Plus, he does that stupid dance afterwards. I know, I hate that pigeon dance. What? What is that? Why would you want to be a pigeon? <laughs> but no answer for you, Nick. He looks, yeah. He looks no like answer. an asshole. Yeah. I mean, I think he is. <laughs> he, he is an asshole. He's one of the biggest shit houses in the world. I usually like Brazilian players, but... Um, I do, too, because my mom yeah. made me watch Pele highlights when I was a little kid, you know, so <laughs> it's stuck in my head, but yeah, I don't know. Or um, who was the other guy from the Cosmos that used to do the bicycle kick? Giorgio? Maybe. You would know. Um, I didn't follow the Cosmos, though. Oh. Well, I was thinking of Zico or Socrates or one of those guys. Yeah, it's probably that guy. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Zico. I'm what a player. Um yeah, I don't know. It, it, the, it even though some of the goals were nice, it still felt like it was sloppy play across the whole pitch, though. Um, then, yeah, but you are talking about United, who've had a sloppy season, and and Spurs. I'm super biased against both of these teams. Uh, just all those players that they had as well. That, who who is it that came back from injury? I can't remember for United. Had a guy I don't like. Um, this shaven head and mullet with shaven sides. What the hell is he saying? They name? all have that fucking haircut now. <laughs> well, I don't know. There was Garnacho who came on. I don't like him. There was um, Anthony. Like I don't Tom like him. Tommy, I don't mind. Martinez uh, is who you Martinez is the guy I was yeah. thinking of, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't like him. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So. Yeah, they, they just got their whole squad. Um, let me just think for a second here. Everyone pick the one player on the United squad that you would take in our team. Uh, you too, listener. I kind of like Garnacho. <laughs> uh, none. I would yeah, take that's Garnacho. tumbleweed for me too. I would take Garnacho. Rashford. He's, he's not really no. united. No, Rashford I wouldn't want. Gosh. I'll take Rashford as a bench warmer. You know who had an absolutely Why? atrocious Why? game was Udoji, who continues. And the commentators yes, even gave him a live, just so much stick for, for diving. He's like, anytime a player gets close, he's going to dive. And the, the commentator was saying, if he keeps doing that, he's not even going to get the fouls he actually earns. And it's 100% true. I hate him. Least favorite player in the Premier League after Saka. Christian Eriksen. Oh, yeah. What about him? him? I take him as a backup to a backup of Endo. uh, Sorry, no, he's not a defensive midfielder. No, No, I don't take anyone. He's He's not a defensive midfielder. He's not? No, he's an attacking midfielder. Well, he's a midfielder with an attacking presence. I thought he kind of transitioned into more of a defensive role after his his accident, but I don't watch enough Accident? It wasn't an accident. The man had a heart attack. Okay. (laughs) Well, he didn't have it on purpose. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? (laughs) An accident... Oh my gosh, you had Don't an accident. Split I fell down some over, stairs. Over That's an accident. About that. <laughs> a medical emergency like a heart attack is not an accident, my friend. Okay. Well, anyway, anything else to say here on uh, the weekend's performances before we move on? And Neil's going to give us a cup date in the next segment. So strap in. Let's take a break. Welcome back, listener. I'm going to give this over to Neil. He's going to give us a, a, a an elongated cup date now that we're at mid-season. Yeah, so we're on about the mid-season. Um, we'll see how elongated it is. It's certainly feeling like a long season for Sheffield United. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, speaking of uh, feeling like a long season, for Tom, it's feeling like a long season too. He's, uh, he's uh, decidedly in the rear again, despite his um, spurt of greatness or uh, uh, something like that. I was um, going to say, he had like three weeks in a row where he won, right? Whoa, yeah. hold up. In the words of 
uh, what's his name? Ludacris. Thank you. Um, I won four, five. I drew one with you all, fuckers. Yeah, but you're still shit. I'm four <laughs> points behind you, you four motherfucker. Point, I, I didn't say I wasn't shit too, but like Nick here is disappearing into the distance. So Why is the, he disappearing into the distance? Because he keeps predicting. Because he's a lucky fuck. <laughs> uh, he just keeps predicting results much better. And a so, hypothesis is an educated guess. Just so putting that out there. So the table at the moment, right the there, come on, Meg. the come on Red Men Cup. We have Nick with two hundred and twenty-two points, um, Neil with two hundred and one points, so uh, twenty-one points behind, and then twenty-five points from the top is uh, Tom with one hundred ninety-seven. And, Why um, couldn't you just say four points behind you? Because <laughs> <laughs> first is the only thing that counts. Oh, all right, there, so, Ricky Bobby. Exactly. What? What about second? There's hmm. third and fourth. No, gotta be first. I just want to remind you guys that last year when we did this and didn't keep track, I was absolutely woeful. I know. I don't think I got a single correct result in <laughs> in the entirety of our first season doing this as a podcast. Well, the record number of correct results in any one week is three, which Nick has had twice this year, and um, he's on course to beat that this week because he has two correct answers. Um, this week already, and only five games played. So yeah, Nick uh, correctly pre- uh, predicted the Burnley Luton game at one one, and correctly predicted the Manchester United Tottenham game at two two. So um, so yeah, two out of five right already, and um, and nine points this week out of uh, five games. So uh, so you're killing it this week. Awesome. Um, Tom, you have four points so far out of five games this week, and I have six points out of um, the five games. So we're Averagely shit. Yeah, but some of us are more shit than others. And so <laughs> I um, really hope I beat you by one point this week. <laughs> just one. Just just it'll just the fuck end, your nerve. It's just the end of the season that's gonna count. I think so, it's great that it's not like one guy's really awful, one guy's really good, and one guy's just kind of in the middle. I like that there's some closeness and I like that I'm not involved. Yeah, this, in is, not, <laughs> this is not fantasy football. <laughs> so um moving on to what ifs? So, if Nick's results had were all correct this year, this is where you can defend yourself again. Um, all right, Brentford, according to you, are the fifth best team in the Premier League, um, Nick, and um, they are. You have them twelve places above where they actually are, so they're really in seventeenth, and you have them in fifth. Um, you do have them with a very low goal difference. Uh, funnily enough, you only have them with a positive nine goal difference, but they keep winning, according to you. So here's my defense of that. If you look at Brentford in the Premier League since they came up, they have very steadily gone up. And I discussed this when we yeah, played Brentford. So I, I think in my brain for some reason, and it's it's probably just by chance, but I, I just assume that they would get better. Um, they have been the last couple of years and a, a pretty exciting team to watch generally. Uh, this season, they have not been though. So... Um, but maybe they are going to be with Tony coming back. With Tony coming back, that that could be the the game changer. But how's he going to play? You know, being gone for as long as he has, he's going to need time to get match fit again because he can't train, right? Not with the team while under suspension. Not sure. Not I sure don't he think he's allowed to train with the team now. I'm sure he's doing something on his own. You know, that is within the guidelines of the rules. Although he is a perennial rule breaker, so maybe not. But. Um, I don't know. I don't think that Brentford are suddenly going to start surging just because of Tony's return. They will probably be at least a little bit better, but I don't expect them to be fifth in the league. 
Okay. And if you ask me just to put a table together based on how good I think the teams are, I wouldn't have them fifth for sure. Well, you do have them fifth. You I know. Put, this is the table you've put together uh, with week, how good Week to are. week, sure. <laughs> if you just ask me right now at midseason to put together a table of what I think it's going to finish out at, I wouldn't. So we'll move on to Tom for a second because he can tell us uh, this first and, uh, and, um, and you, can, you can prepare for this as well. Um, but, uh, but Tom... Mm-hmm. Um, Bournemouth, you have bottom of the league, and so uh, they're re- in reality they're seven places higher than that. So, um, why do you hate Bournemouth so much? Is it the palm trees? It's the cherries. Well, something happened to me at Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's got dark. Really and we'll quick. stop talking about cherries now. <laughs> I will tell you a really quick funny story. We went out one night. I'm in a line for a, a nightclub to get in. Myself, in Bournemouth. In Bournemouth. Okay. Myself, my brother, uh, a couple mates from work. And then there was this guy called James. He's a little shorter than everyone else. And he was kind of in the middle, a little drunker than us. We all got in. We were all like found each other. Couldn't find him. We also couldn't find him for the next four hours. And he somehow returned back to our hotel room with scratches all over his body. Apparently He's he trying had, to climb a palm tree. I was thinking. <laughs> Apparently he fell into a bush and fell asleep in it. Oh, there you go. Been there. But outside the nightclub, which made no sense. Oh, haven't been there. I've, I've fallen out of a nightclub into a bush a few times. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I'm full sure you've fallen out of my house and fallen into a bush one time. <laughs> I have. I, yeah, me too. That fucking bush right there. <laughs> when the lights don't turn on on our way back to the cars. Well, last week we had to wade through snow to get to our cars. See, lucky, Good job clearing the pathway there, Tom. Lucky for me, I just went drive. behind you and stepped in your footsteps. <laughs> if you were just a little bit shorter, it would have been easier for me. He Your stride like is quite long. You just had to hop in his footsteps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hop exactly. and hop. Sorry, so, go on. It's fine, it's fine. I guess I should go on my own defense here. So I also have Brentford um, seven places higher than they actually are. So um, Wait, so, didn't Tom have Brentford higher too? Didn't we all? We, we all have Brentford um, higher too. So uh, Brentford... Tom also has Brentford um, seven places higher. So, okay. yeah, we all think Brentford. Um, but um, I need to defend my uh, ridiculous infatuation with Newcastle. So I have Newcastle <laughs> in fourth, or is it actually in tenth? Um, I thought the project would turn around faster. I think they've had a lot more injuries than I expected. I still think they're a good team, and I still think they're going to be up there. So I'm not going to defend myself. I'm going to double down. <laughs> You know, I've been saying for two years now that, that Newcastle are you what have. you think they are. And and I wish I'd listened to you because I would be closer to you with the points. So, hmm, how can I put this? You were so hot on Eddie Howe that you oh, yeah. crept so far up his ass <laughs> that when he spits, <laughs> or when you spit, it comes out his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He's using you as a toothbrush or so far up his ass. I would say, you know, Newcastle... it. So for the fact that we're all a little bit higher in Brentford makes sense because... Oh, by the way, I'm not done with you yet, so... Oh, that's fine. I I don't care. I'm just saying, at least in your defense with Newcastle, a lot of people expected them to be better than they are. In my less defense, so I don't think anyone... So a bandwagon expected, pundit is what you're telling me. No, I, you still don't understand what a bandwagon is, I think. <laughs> It's all right. We'll call you a bandwagon pundit. I'm, I'm sorry. What's that say on your piece of paper about... No looking ahead. That's not this segment. Well, he's picking on us, and I don't think he's telling us all his dark secrets. Oh. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting okay. there. Okay. All right. Let's finish this first. All right. So Newcastle. Yeah. 
what what is it about Newcastle? What was it in Eddie Howe's history? What is it about the team that they put on the field? What is it about Newcastle that has? You- I think they've got a great first eleven. Uh, Gimaresh, um, Almiron, Trippier, um, yeah. Yeah, Trippier, Pope in goal. Dyer. I think they. Um, <laughs> Dyer's I from think, Spurs. <laughs> yeah. I think they've got a great um, a great team. Unfortunately, they only had eleven to put out, and um, I think Howes gets the best out of um, of his players. Uh, I think they've suffered with injuries, sure, but um, I also thought that they would continue to spend money and they would find ways to the commercial side of the house would let them bring more players in and so so yeah i think they've got a lot of money and they had a lot of talent and a, a good solid managed to get the most out of them i still think that's true maybe they're waiting for everyone to get hit with uh, financial fair play and they'll take their shot by getting in some players well i actually on that i think that's a good reason so i agree with you they do have a really good starting 11 um, I look at their team sheet and I go, yeah, that's a good team. Isaac Wilson, good players. Isaac Gordon, that was Gordon, a huge yeah. pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, Botman, Shar, Trippier, of course. Solid I don't think defense. We said, yeah, um, and Dubravka has been a good deputy to to yeah, post. Stive two years, but yeah. I just don't know. So watching Newcastle periodically, who I don't like to watch because I don't like their tactics. I don't like the shit housing. Um, but when I do watch them, I go. There's just something that's off. And I think I've said this on an, on another podcast at some point where I agree with you, they should be a good team. But whatever it is, whether it's the, the Eddie House tactics or the that team not gelling the way I feel like they should, there's something that there still needs to be a change. This isn't just injury crisis or whatever. There's still something missing from that team. Um, I don't watch them enough to really have a good idea to what I, what to identify as it. Starting to think it could be Eddie Howe. Wow. Yeah. Oof. Who I think is a good manager. I just don't know if he's got the right play. He's not the stardust manager, but we'll see. Yeah. So um, so a couple of other uh, things. So I also have Wolves um, five places lower than they actually are. Uh, normally, I only talk about the ones that are more than five, but just to, we'll pull that one out. But I do, I do have two more points to make. Um, one, Nick, you can think about this. I'm not asking you to answer this right now, but just think about this. Okay. West Ham are eight places better than you have predicted. Eight. So you can think about that one for a while while I talk about um, one other item, which is, um, Tom, why do you think football is boring? Um, you have predicted, <laughs> football is life. You have predicted 130 less goals than have actually happened in half a season. That's a lot, man. A hundred and what? 130 goals less. You, you have predicted 499 goals where in reality, there's been 628 goals. Hmm. So 130 goals difference. So is football boring, Tom? No, it's how it's I... It's you are boring. <clears throat> <laughs> I didn't answer that, Neil. <laughs> I hang around with you. That's kind of on you, then, isn't it? If I'm boring, you're boring, and he's boring, and... I just like to be the Those most people exciting that we hang guy out with the, the pub room. are boring. <laughs> I just like being the most exciting guy in the room, so I surround myself with, with dullards. But to answer your question, do I think it's boring? No, it's more of a, a tactic on my predictions, trying to gain points. It's not working very well. <laughs> I closed on the gap on you, motherfucker. I, 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 think, I think what Tom's issue here is that he plays the game and doesn't use the... Uh, I understand what you're saying. I completely get it. You're like kind if I of, was to pick you, a draw for everyone, I'd at least get point. But depending on the score, you're putting strategy in and almost like not 
not using the actual game being played. How far behind him was I? Seven, and I cut up. And you're now this is four. Just, well, I'm just yeah, analyzing. I'm I still saying. won how many ga- weeks in a row? To be fair, to I be use fair. a similar strategy, and uh, I only predicted 513 goals, so I'm also 100 goals off. Uh, Nick is only 30 goals off, so Whoa. sounds to me that you and I need to be predicted a few more goals. But uh, while we've been um, chewing the fat on this one for a little bit, I've been um, letting Nick prepare his... Uh, Love for James Ward-Prowse doesn't translate into points for West Ham apparently because um because yes they're um they're a lot they're a lot better than Nick gives them credit for seven whole places Nick so what yeah, is it I'm surprised to hear that I think that um just taking a quick look at their team sheet and their run of form uh, West Ham I don't think have an overwhelmingly strong team on paper um, and they've got David Boys as a manager. So I think what David Moyes is doing something right now that I think you always love for managers, and that's using the pieces that he has. I mean, don't get me wrong. Bowen and Paqueta have both been using them well. Yes, and they're both great players. James Ward-Prowse. I said that them going to get – any team that went and got James Ward-Prowse when Southampton went down was going to be better, whether it be marginally or, you know, we joke, but he really, he's one of those Not players. Player, he's yeah. a glue player. Mm-hmm. You know, he, his link up play, everyone says, Oh, he's great at set pieces. Sure. Whatever. That's not why I like him. He's got a really high football IQ. Um, and for someone who watches the sport from the perspective I do is kind of a nerd. Those kinds of players end up being my look at Curtis Jones. You know, I love him because he doesn't do the sexy things, but he makes everything work a little bit better when he's on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Who does the sexy things for Liverpool then? Uh, Mo Salah. <laughs> and Darwin when he takes his shirt off. <laughs> um, oh, you're sounding like the women at the pub now. Yeah, I know. I've learned a lot. <laughs> um, Jared Bowen is a great forward. I mean, he you got to kind of put him in that top 25 yeah. Yeah. in the league probably. Salah replacement right there. Yeah, you keep saying that. That scares me, though. Um, <laughs> the rest of their, you know, Suchek is a great player, Alvarez. They've got good players, but this is not a team you look at and go, this is like, this should be, where are they, eighth in the, the table right now? Who? Sorry? Um, West Ham? West Ham? I think, I think they're in eighth. West Ham are in sixth right now. They're in now. sixth. Holy moly. Um, okay, so sixth place. Looking at this team, I wouldn't say this is a sixth place team, but David Moyes is a proven great manager. And he's getting the most out of his players, which is your favorite thing, Neil. You always talk about those managers. Yeah, agreed. So he he doesn't need to have this like hundreds of millions of dollars team the way others do. And I I just think that it's a it's a good machine. It's a sum of all of its parts with a couple of key players that that sort of push them. Um, do you say they need maybe one or two more players, and they could be top four quality? I think. After their rough start to the season, they could potentially be top five, four, whatever now. They're sixth right now. Mm-hmm. Um, all it takes is one bad run of form from, you know, Spurs or Arsenal. Well, in this case, it's United, Brighton, Chelsea, Newcastle are the next four behind them. I would say, hmm. Yeah, I mean, they... they I think all four of those teams are better than West Ham, yes. but they're clearly not. I would have said that at the beginning of the season, for sure, with the exception of maybe Chelsea and Newcastle. I, I don't know. It's tough. It's very interesting. I'm glad that we put this table together because that that gives my nerdy brain something to chew on. Um, 
but between Bowen, Ward Prowse, and Suchek, they've got a hell of a of an attacking core. Obviously, Suchek's midfield, Ward Prowse is a weird player, but you know they score some they score some goals. And at the end of the day, Bowen's a stud. Bowen, you don't hear him get talked about a lot, but oh yeah. And just for reference, Nick, um, you have predicted thirty less goals than actually have happened, and I'm not surprised that that is the case. So it's very rare that we're going to predict a five nil or a seven nil. Almost or never, so, unless we're joking. Yeah, I did once predict a six for City, and they scored six, but that's about the one. Oh yeah, that's the right. one time. But yeah. Um, so um, should we take a quick break and then come back with the um, the predictions? Um, We'll do predictions in the next episode, I think. Okay. I, th- I think let's let's call it. This has been a long one. Let's just uh, do a roundtable closing thoughts. And uh, yeah. Good first half of the season. Top of the league. City on our shoulder makes me nervous. I like what I've seen from Liverpool so far. A um, little bit more discipline going forward. Uh, would like a striker if we can. Uh, or to utilize Darwin in different forms manner my only qualm um yeah can't com- can't really complain sitting at the top but as neil has just pointed out city are breathing down our necks two points behind us very true um i hope holland stays out for a little bit longer but now that de bruyne is back does it really matter who knows um come on liverpool <laughs> good 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 um i'm gonna say this right now for better or worse, I think Liverpool is going to have the biggest test for the next two, three, four weeks. Um, injuries, players out, all kinds of stuff. This is going to be that that time of the season where this is going to make or break it. If we're going to win the league, we have to kind of weather the storm of not having a lot of key players. That team that we played against Fulham that struggled if they if that same team played that same way against a city or an arsenal or aston villa even now um we don't win that game i don't care how well we play in the second half we're Mm going to bleed a lot more goals um so these players that we're going to see in the the starting 11 for the next few weeks i just all i hope is that they find their form they find it quickly and the younger players like connor bradley or kwanzaa or even gravenberch overperform what we've seen so far and that the veterans are able to maintain the form that we've come to know and love. So with that, I'll thank you for listening. Please make sure you check out our second episode this week on Thursday to preview the upcoming Premier League weekend. And on that, thank you for listening. Chat to you soon.